Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the beginning of the Book of Wisdom, Love Justice, you who judge the earth, think of the Lord in goodness, and seek him in integrity of heart, because he is found by those who test him not, and he manifests himself to those who do not disbelieve him. For perverse counsels separate a man from God, and his power, but to the proof, rebukes the foolhardy, because into a soul that plots evil, wisdom enters not, nor dwells she in a body under debt of sin. For the Holy Spirit of discipline flees deceit, and withdraws from senseless counsels, and when injustice occurs, it is rebuked. For wisdom is a kindly spirit, yet she acquits not the blasphemer of his guilty lips, because God is the witness of his inmost self, and the sure observer of his heart, and the listener to his tongue. For the Spirit of the Lord fills the world, is all-embracing, and knows what man says. The Word of the Lord. Guide me, Lord, along the everlasting way. Oh, Lord, you have probed me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I stand. You understand my thoughts from afar. My journeys and my rest you scrutinize with all my ways. You are familiar. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know the whole of it. Behind me and before you hem me in and rest your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit, from your presence? Where can I flee? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I sink to the netherworld, you are present there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall guide me, and your right hand hold me fast. The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause sin will inevitably occur. But woe to the one through whom they occur. It would be better for him if a millstone were put around his neck and he'd be thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. The Gospel of the Lord. Our saint today, Mother Frances Cabrini, came into the United States from Italy in 1889 at the request of Pope Leo XIII. She wanted to start missions in China. But the Pope said, no to the east, not to the east, but to the west. So Mother Cabrini entered New York Harbor with six nuns, the missionary sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to work among the poor Italian immigrants. Having a great gift for administration, she quickly founded schools, hospitals, and orphanages. Altogether, Mother Cabrini founded 67 institutions in New York, Chicago, Seattle, New Orleans, and other cities. She died in Chicago three days before Christmas in 1917 while helping to prepare presents for poor children. In 1946, 
she became the first American citizen to be canonized, elevated to sainthood by Pope Pius XII. It's interesting that long before most women went to work outside of the home, women religious in the church, powerful women like Francis Gabrini, were running large hospitals and schools. How was Mother Cabrini able to accomplish all that she did? What made this virgin religious so effective? The answer is actually quite simple. Mother Cabrini was married. Married? Yes. She was married to Christ, the bridegroom. That is why nuns and religious sisters from time immemorial wore veils and habits. They made wedding vows to their spouse, promising that they would live and die for him and produce spiritual children for him. That is why the head of a woman religious order is called mother. Her power comes from her femininity. Fifty, sixty years ago, in the midst of a devastating sexual revolution, dark forces convinced women religious that they were no longer to consider themselves married to Christ. Rather, they were to regard themselves as single working women. So they took off their wedding veils and habits and traded them for secular garb. Then they quit the nurturing, mothering professions of teaching and nursing. And consequently, and ironically, they lost their power. In 2014, the New York Times reported on the drastic decrease of religious serving as heads of Catholic hospitals. In the 1960s, priests and religious headed 770 of the nation's 796 church-owned hospitals. In 2014, the figure was 8 out of 636 hospitals. The Times drew the connection that the near extinction of sisters from hospitals was accompanied by the rise of feminism, the sexual revolution, and the changes wrought by the Second Vatican Council. The Vatican in 2012 conducted a long overdue visitation of women religious orders in the United States. The report indicated serious dissent, not only on church doctrine, but also on sexual morality. The secular media, of course, called the visitation a witch hunt. But one commentator said it was more of a haunted house tour. Because like the Times reported, the orders are going extinct. They dropped their wedding vows and veils that produced no spiritual children. And are all but dead. But we can have hope. Several young women religious orders are emerging out of the rubble. These orders are full of young, veiled women in love with their spouse, Jesus Christ, and his church. They are multiplying because they are married and open to life. Like the Blessed Virgin Mary and Mother Cabrini, their power comes from their femininity. Femininity.